podcast brought to you by Team Corker. I'm Steph, and joining me today, again, is my favorite co-host, Matt Corker. <laughs> uh, it's so good to hear your voice. <laughs> hear your voice? What's, what's going on, bro? We're not recording together today. No, we really aren't. That's because last Friday, I got uh, laser eye surgery done, and this is my second time having laser eye surgery done. I got it done 10 years ago, and um, the they kept saying that this is the version. So there's two different options for laser eye surgery. You can either get LASIK done or PRK. And I got LASIK done the first time. And this time I got PRK and they kept saying, you know, it's painful and you'll experience a lot of pain. And they gave me all these medications for pain management. And I really downplayed it. It's really gosh darn painful. And so the last weekend I was lying on my bathroom floor because it's the coldest and darkest place in my entire apartment and just crying uncontrollably because that's how the body heals when your eyes are in pain. And now, you know, every so little, every day, little by little, I felt like I could stare at a screen a little bit longer. And I'm back to like the olden days when you didn't have to type to communicate, everyone's calling. And so I'm on my couch today with a ice pack on my head and sunglasses <laughs> on my eyes. <laughs> You really are. And I mean, there's a few lessons in this for, for all of us. And one is the lessons in which Matt Corker uses to heal his body are really, <laughs> really something special. He tells me that he's not on morphine. He's overdosing on carrot juice, which the carrot juice thing, I, you all need to go and Google vitamin A's relationship to eye health. Um, who knows if that's accurate, but Matt is really overdosing on the carrots. And your ability to just meditate and be in a moment is unlike anyone else I know. Well, what's crazy is I'd be like, okay, I'm just going to lie here. I'm going to experience all the things in my body, but it's like, they're just things that my body's experiencing and I can like meditate my way through. And then I feel like I like doze off a little bit and take a little nap. And then I wake up and I'm like, that had to have been like three hours long. How and long? then it's like 45 minutes have gone by. <laughs> so it was like the longest experience. So while I may have tools and strategies that I am really, really grateful to have practiced before I needed them this past weekend, um, it was still a lot of work to, you know, like doing the work is, is work. Yeah, you're in it. Well, yeah. that's a perfect segue into this week's conversation because we're still going through the ask us anything questions that people submitted to us, bro. And this week we had a couple of questions, one from Jasper Blake, who is uh, based out of Victoria, BC, and another actually is from an anonymous source. Um, they wanted to know about managing a remote team and managing a remote team from the sense of being perhaps the remote worker or are you one in the office and how do you manage remote workers? Um, and I, I think it's a great question. I think it's obviously super relevant in 2018. And I think you're really good at it. Uh, I think you have experience within the corporate context and you've really set the framework and parameters at the Corker Co. for how our team functions and who we work with and how we work with them. And so I want, I want you to kick us off. Um, top, let's go top three. Top three tips or tricks you have for managing remote teams? So 
backing us up and interesting, the reason why I love this conversation, I actually just listened to a webinar this morning from the Neuro, Neuro Leadership Institute about how to improve diversity in your organization. And one of the things that they talked about in terms of diversity was also in terms of how people function. So do they want open concept environments? Do they want solitary confinement? Um, <laughs> not like the bathroom that I experienced, but more um, places that are quiet and isolated. And then also people who want to work remotely more and be able to be in there in a personal space rather than a communal space. And that actually those three different options of work actually increases the diversity of talent that you attract and the cognitive diversity, people who have different thoughts or are able to think differently or more clearly or more creatively given the environment that they're in. So I love the idea of incorporating remote teams into the conversation rather than just like those in an office or within arm's reach. And one of the things that keep that comes up is making sure and we talked a little bit about this in our podcast about the managing the diva the delinquent and the dumper yeah. and i think the biggest thing about managing remote workers is making sure that expectations are clearly set out from the beginning so if someone is hired and the expectation is they are supposed to be on a shift on a floor answering a phone call being somewhere that is required um, to do the job, then that's a different conversation than someone who's able to work remotely and everything that they do is accessible on the cloud or accessible online. So I think that in today's day and age, everyone's like, remote work is the future. And the reality is like, you can't talk about remote work to the person in a call center um, who needs to crisis manage something or the person who is a retail shop owner, they can't be like, I'll just buzz in right now because virtual reality and virtual augmentation isn't the, the option yet. Well, and if I can jump in on this one, bro, uh, I think there's something also around what, what humans like. I mean, some people like the fact that if I'm going to work on a shop floor, it means I get to open the door, work while I'm there and shut the door and not have any work to do. So there is the element of remote work that can mean, are you working all the time? Or what is the off switch in the same way that you're sharing? You know, you need to be, when you need to be on, it's not that idea of remote isn't really an option. And so let's look at it the context of, um, I work in an office, my team or colleagues want to be um, out of the office or are already working out of the office. And how do I make sure that they have an enjoyable experience outside the office? What would they um, need to have? I think there's two things that come up. One is how do you create a physical representation or a physical presence in the office when you're not working there? So is it a note on your screen that says, um, hey, I'm still available today, just working offline. Feel free to call me on my cell phone or email address. So if someone ever did walk towards your desk or um, wants to check in with you in person, they don't just not see you there. They actually get a message back being like, I'm still here and available to create that heightened sense of availability. Um, because sometimes it's like when you're not in the office, you're not working. And it, with remote workers, it's the exact opposite. They're not in the office and they are working. Totally. 
the second thing is then in conference calls or in meetings that you have virtually, making sure that um, the time for other people to share sometimes in a meeting that's predominantly in the office and you have one or two people dial in, it's easy for the people that are dialing in to actually check out. Mm. And so I would request or recommend that whoever's leading that meeting actually go to the people that are dialing in first. So it's like, hey, friends on the phone or hey, person A, want you to jump into this and answer that question first or give your report or update first so that they feel like all already they're required to contribute to the conversation. Yeah. Can I ask you a question to that regard? Totally. Um, I'm curious around, <clears throat> I don't want to call them rules. How, how do you help remote people stay focused when, you, you know, I can be, perhaps you're on a Skype or a Zoom video call and you, you start to tune out, people start checking phones social media, their inboxes. Do you have any tips to keep people engaged in or rules, dare I say, around staying engaged in the conversation? Well, I think the big thing is like, welcome to meetings in general. Mm. And people are on their phones and they're checked out and they're having a side conversation. And so how you manage a in-person meeting is just going to get amplified when you have to take it online. Right. Because now... I can look like I'm looking in the camera, but really I'm answering a, another email. And if as the meeting host, I don't call that behavior out in person, then how can, like I'm setting the precedent with my offline management. Mm -hmm. And so online management just is a, another reflection or another interpretation of it. Yeah. I guess this is uh, the name of on or yeah, real life. Um, but I really appreciated some parameters like the time integrity. It starts at one time, it ends on one time. And if you're remote and it's easy to start nitter nattering and the conversation drags on, um, if, if perhaps not everyone's a part of that conversation, you start to feel the drag. And how do you set the same context of like, you know, if in the room there's no phones, there's no phones not in the room. Um, or just the idea of really being present. And I think it's, it's especially important if, if everyone's not in the flesh. Now, how do you, like, Steph, you really enjoy, like, working in your space. Caves. <laughs> I was going to be generous. <laughs> um, so tell me, like, what it's like for you to be on a team and still have, like, what are your tr tips or tricks as the person who's being remote to make sure that you're still checked in, that you're still focused when mm -hmm. you need to dial into a meeting. Yeah. I was thinking about this a couple of things and I will super give Matt Corker props for this. Like I feel like you've helped me um, make this work. And a couple of the things that come up for me are trust. So there has to be implicit trust that the people are getting work done or it doesn't work. The flip to getting the trust is actually doing the freaking work. So yeah, I was just going to say, I was like, it's really trust, easy not to trust you when work doesn't get done. And so easy to trust you when you're doing your work. It's like, oh, Steph's totally. done everything she said she was doing. And so it's like, go play wherever you need to go play. 
Well, or go work wherever you need to go work. Yeah. Totally. Um, I also think FaceTime, like any opportunity to FaceTime has really changed the game for me. I love it. I love the idea of human interaction and our, I mean, I FaceTime with our content manager probably every day and we spend 80% of the time giggling about something and we get work done quickly and efficiently and we always feel that human connection. So I definitely appreciate video. Um, some of the tips of video I've learned from you, like my sun lamp blaring into my eyes is not most advantageous when you're on video all the time. So those are good things to learn. And the other piece is uh, I wrote down culture because I think it's easy when you're remote to feel like you need to be a robot, or at least that was my experience of it. And if I'm not going to be in person, I am, I make such an effort to ensure that all forms of communication across all platforms, email, text, um, our Slack channel, I want to keep it superhuman. And for me, which is different than you and different than other members of the team. That means more emojis, more exclamation marks. I'm going to write you an email just like I would talk to you on the phone. And I want you to know I love you all the time. And you can call that not professional and you can call that too casual perhaps. Yet to me, it's so important that we stay human. And I like being able to touch a human. And if I can't touch a human and give you a hug or a high five, I want you to feel my humanness over, over my words. Um, and, and I appreciate when I get that back and I want to qualify that that's not rainbows and unicorns and sugar and spice. It's, it's just keeping it real. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Perhaps someday somebody will tell me they don't like that. If you call me, my voicemail says that, Life should be full of your favorite things, and voicemail is not one of my favorite things, so please don't leave me a voicemail. And the only person who leaves me a voicemail is our father. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Papa Corker. Um, I just think that that's another example of keeping it human, keeping it real. One of the things that I recognize is how inhuman text conversations in an email have actually become. And one of the tools that I really like to use is Slack because yeah. it doesn't actually require me to say, hi, Steph, hope your day's going well. Or like, totally. sorry about the delay in this email. Or like, yeah. insert superficial byline that always comes in your like professional corporate email. Yeah. And I don't need to sign off either. It's yeah. not like, thanks, cheers. Like, sincerely. I never say sincerely. Why would I ever write sincerely, you know? Everything is sincere, yo. Yeah. And so there's parts of off or parts of online communication that we become so accustomed to that I actually find that it's one of the blocks that you need to get over when managing remote teams or working more in online collaborative spaces. Yeah. Because it's like... I'm going to leave a comment just like I would give you, like tell you an idea. In I would, real life. Yeah. yeah and so totally. it's going to be filled with emojis. It's probably only going to be seven words. It's going to be exclamation marks and high fives. It's, yeah. you know, it's these things that are natural to humans. And we've been, we've like shoved our shoe or shoved our foot in a, a shoe that doesn't fit for so long that now that we're, operating on in shoes that fit, 
our feet are like, what is this space yeah. that can function normally? Totally. And we're like, that's not how it should be. Like work should be hard and stiff no. and uncomfortable. No way. Okay. But to that point, bro, you mentioned Slack. You really like Slack. I think it's an awesome channel. It's an option outlet. Um, are there other tools that you recommend or platforms for productivity or for communication collaboration in the world of online? So, um, well, let's just use the, like share the ones that we use at Corker Co. Um, Hey, and if any of these platforms want to sponsor our podcast, like, hey, oh, we're into Bring it. it on. <laughs> so we use Slack for all internal communication. Email is usually client-facing or external communication. Um, Google Drive and Dropbox save all of our documents that we need to have um, secure. We have a Zoom channel, which helps us record podcasts, but we also lead online training groups and coaching calls over Zoom as well. And I think the biggest thing that has like definitely shaped collaborative project work is Asana. And yeah. that has really allowed us to, especially when working on big events, for us it's like Disrupt HR or upcoming retreat, um, a weekend of leisure. Um, these are things that we need to have multiple people held accountable or at least have clarity into when key decisions need to be made by totally and an online project management software pick the one that you love the most but like that's almost a necessity i would say these days all right we got a wrap bro because I'm, I'm adding in something new in the name oh, of time cool. integrity and in the name of new because i like new this is a this or that so I'm going to give you two options. You give me your option, then I want to play too. So then I'll go. And we're going to do as many as we can in 60 seconds because I'm into this. one of my productivity tools is a stopwatch. <laughs> so is. Okay. Are you ready? I'm re so ready. All right. Inspired by Trout and Taylor, because if you follow them on Instagram, they have a really fun this or that that they feature uh, once a week. But here's ours. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Dog or cat? Dog. Dog. Netflix or YouTube? Netflix for sure. YouTube. Oh. Phone call or text? Phone call. Text. Music or podcasts? Music all the way. Uh, undecided. Form or function? Function. Function. Pop or indie? Ooh, pop. Probs <laughs> pop too. <laughs> Big party or small gathering? Big party. Smaller the better. <laughs> Work hard or play hard? Uh, work hard. Work? It's all play. What's worse, laundry or dishes? Ooh, laundry. Dishes. Bath or shower? Uh, shower. Shower. Sneakers or sandals? Sandals. Bare feet. Email or letter? <laughs> um, I would on, say bro, letter. Sorry, sorry, letter, letter. It's more, more, um, Emo I say emojis. Passenger or driver? Uh, oh, Driver if I'm driving, passenger if Chad is driving because he needs directions. Bicycle. It, most important partner, most important feature in a partner, intelligence or funny? Funny. <laughs> intelligence, I'm hilarious. Car or truck? <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't do this quickly and laugh. Um, car or truck? Uh, like bicycle, two wheels. Bicycle. <laughs> money or free time? Uh, money because with money you can get free time. Ditto. Coke or Red Bull? Ugh, neither. <laughs> <laughs> Coffee cup or thermos? 
Thermos, take 10 trees, reusable cup challenge. Thermos, don't be an asshole. Train or plane? Uh, plane. Plane, faster is better. Iced coffee or hot coffee? Iced. Oh, I say hot, iced only in Aloha land. Meat or vegetables? <laughs> Veggies. Veggies. All right. We took too long, but I was having too much fun. Tell us, as per always, what's making your heartbeat faster, bro? Uh, what's making my heartbeat faster? This coming weekend, uh, Warren Springer and I are hosting our fourth edition of That's My Jam, uh, our music trivia event that we're so stoked to host at Turf. Um, so we'll include the registration details below. All the money that we raise goes to the Red Fox Society, which helps um, underprivileged uh, youth have access to leadership and movement activities after school. Amazing. What about you? What's making my heartbeat faster is I had my first coaching call with our dear friend, Tracy Hutton, who works with Marcus Buckingham Coaching. And uh, well, in the name of development and in the name of always be better, I'm working on being better. And it's really awesome to be in this. So super inspired by you for ensuring that I don't get off the hook. And I like the hook that I'm caught on. Well, if you're not growing together, you're going nowhere together. So it's like super important for, especially business partners, but also like grow and sis. Like we got to be in the same development trajectory, you know? We're going to truth bomb that. You've just wrapped the podcast perfectly, bro. See you soon. <laughs> See you soon.